0: Shop fam listen we need some excitement we need some excitement we need some fun we need some life we're bored we're sick of the house. we're sick of walking to the fridge yo can you believe that when the year started when we had all these plans you know 2020 is mine and all of this extra stuff where we go on with on our timeline on january 1st 2020 that in the month of march we would all be stuck in the house like looking outside wondering when am i going to be able to leave the house to do my nails like you know go on restaurants like you know i Listen, but we're going to make the best of it because honestly, like I said in my previous episode about this coronavirus thing, we need all hands on deck. We need all the help we can get. We need to support each other and just get through this in the best way that we can, healthy, happy, and just ready for a new normal because I feel like the coronavirus, this whole pandemic, it's just gonna change the way we interact with everyone. It's going to change so many industries it's gonna um impact our lives in ways that I don't think we fully understand yet, and we just have to have an open mind to kind of figure out what's next and you know on this journey i I don't know, man, but you know I'm hopeful I'm really hopeful, but we just have to take it day by day and um You know, kind of just focus on being positive and helping each other to just get through. Now, Carnival. I recorded a whole Carnival episode uh, maybe a month or so ago when I just got back from Trinidad Carnival. And I had this whole, it was so long. It had this whole plan of how to budget, how to save, where to go, what to do. And I felt like releasing that episode was a little tone deaf. Like it was it's it just didn't feel like it was the right thing to do because all of us are just uncertain about what our tomorrow looks like you know there is so many um social and economic impacts that you know may be on the horizon for us and who knows if carnival will be at the top of our list when this virus is done with us you know um so talking about budgeting and planning didn't seem like the right thing to discuss right now so i said all right let me just try to at least give a a recap of carnival you know what my carnival experience was like you know what to expect from trinidad carnival and just some funny stories listen Some funny-ass stories about carnival. Well, they're not funny. But in hindsight, they are. And I'm going to tell you about my little drama in Trinidad and what to avoid. And I just want to keep the mood as light as possible because we're going through it. And, you know, being home and working from home. And, yo, I was such an advocate of working from home. Dude, this is... It's kind of torture sometimes because I feel like I'm spending my more hours working at my desk, uh, more hours kind of, you know, doing things and and figuring things out, and than I would, you know, if I'm at work. So now I, I don't know. I I'm not as big of an advocate of it as I was before. So we'll see how that goes. So. Trinidad Carnival. So Trinidad Carnival uh occurred in early February. Now, if you guys remember this pandemic started in China. Maybe I'm gonna say in December twenty nineteen, November, we started to hear things about it. I mean we were just kind of watching it, um, seeing, you know, if it would emerge um, to the west, and and you know what we needed to prepare for. So when I was planning for Carnival, I kind of had it in the back of my head that hey, if this thing really um crosses over <laughs> the Atlantic and you know happens to impact our side, I probably won't go. But I was still kind of planning and and making um, preparations to go. So. The Carnival Monday and Tuesday is the culmination of weeks and months of a celebration for Trinidad. And for those who don't know, Carnival kind of started as a celebration of the end of eating meat in Europe sometime in the 1700s. So they called it um, Carnival, which is like the end of meat or something like that. And that was a celebration for the Europeans. Now, when the Europeans um, came to the Caribbean, they had their own tradition, still celebrating that, but the slaves on the islands um, and in, you know, South America did not have the luxury of participating in those festivities. So the slaves, um, after the abolition of slavery, started their own tradition of having a celebration of the, you know, kind of culminating um, at the beginning of Ash Wednesday and the start of Lent. So they brought, the slaves kind of brought their own African influences, um, the costumes, the dress, the drums, you know, it kind of evolved over time. Now, Trinidad Carnival has one of the largest carnivals in the world. I mean, Brazil has their own festivities, but we've come to know and love Trinidad Carnival being um, from the Caribbean they take their carnival seriously it is a well oiled machine um this was, like i said this is my second time going and i'm just always in awe at how much they how much effort they put into their show um the whole country is like on it's shut down for carnival you walk through the airport and you're it's just it's just soca music it's Everything is geared at this whole festivity, and you know everyone at the airport was very welcoming. It was it was just a good feel good feeling to get there. And let me just say, I'm Jamaican, and I'll I'll just say that I was I wasn't really a soca fan. I wasn't really a soca fan. I'm a diehard, you know, dancehall reggae um, fan. And a few years ago, I'm gonna say maybe about six years ago, my friend took me on a boat ride. For um a kind of a boat ride, and I was like very apprehensive. I'm like, girl, if I'm in a party and I hear soca for five minutes, I, I want to go to the bar. I'm ready to go. Okay, that's what I was telling her, and she said, no, 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 it's gonna be fun. And let me tell you, that event changed my life. Trinis know how to party. It was like a family. Everybody was dancing, hugging talking as if we knew each other forever it was just like one of the best feelings and I started to get into soca music and my favorite 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 soca artist is Kerwin DeVore and I just started listening to his music and just got so fascinated with soca and decided I was going to start going to carnivals and eventually head to Trinidad Carnival. Now like I said, their carnival starts months in advance, but usually Monday, Tuesday is kind of the the big parades. The big party um, is a two day event, two day festival event on the road. And you basically register with a band in order to play for those two days. Now, prior to that, uh, there are multiple fets. There are fets all over the island, there are competitions. There's steel band competitions if you're into that. There is a soca monarch, which for Jamaicans it's kind of like the equivalent of like a soca. What it? not the soca? It's kind of like festival, like a festival um, competition that we used to have. So it's similar to that. You know, the performers, they rehearse, it's a big concert, it's, you know, it's it's just really amazing. But, you know, they have parties, there's like cooler fits, there's breakfast fits. Um, the breakfast fits are like my favorite, although I hate waking up in the morning, um, going to a breakfast fit at like before the sun comes up and you you wake up and you smell you know the ackee and the um, doubles and the roti and the rum there's just something about the sun coming up early in the morning at a fete in trinidad that is indescribable so there's just different kinds of events um there are also boat cruises and boat parties. There is Juve, which I absolutely... Listen, I went to Juve twice and I'm not a fan. I no know how to do it. I don't know how to do it because this painting in my ears and... I you Listen, I've been scrubbing. I remember after Juve and I saw somebody posted it and I'm like, I feel you, sis. Yo, you bid and dry off and you come onto the shower and, and then you start you come onto the shower and dry off and then you're like oop let me get back in the shower listen there is paint everywhere I'm not a fan I haven't been bought into it yet but anyway people love juve I'm, I'm just not in one of them um one of the beauties about this trip for me was I got a chance to kind of drive through the countryside um you know, the last time I went, I found a friend who is my driver who kind of takes us around. So he kind of took us out and we were able to see the different um, setups for juvets and different events in different areas. Every little village has their own festivities. And I remember going to an event and um, in Jamaica, we, we have street dances that go till the morning. And in Trinidad for Carnival, there was, they have their own like juve in their little village. And it was just the cutest thing to see. Like the kids were out, it was really just like a family, fun, safe event with just feel good music. And it was just really beautiful to see. So like I said, there is a whole plethora of events that you can go usually people do a week which usually ends right after carnival but in the last carnival tuesday but in the last few years um that i've been kind of watching the space and and watching carnival evolve there have been so many activities that go on after ash wednesday because people just love carnival so much that there's post carnival events now there's also like a post carnival weekend in tobago i think it's called Saturday where you actually like fly to Tobago. Usually people go to unwind after Carnival, but now they have a whole party weekend over there so that um the Tobagoans can get to have their own events and you know not have to fly back and forth for the for these events in Trinidad, but there's so many options. And as as you can tell, you can't do everything. And I don't recommend you try to do everything because if you're a carnival newbie you have to really pace yourself and and my suggestion is to kind of team up with somebody who has been to carnival before who kind of knows and try to do your research um there is a a website run by an amazing carnivalista called Globy, I call her Globy I think her first name is Marissa. Um, she runs a website called Global Carnivalist. When I just started going to Carnival, I would always go on her page and there's always information, and she gives great tips on where to party, what to do, how to dress on the road, how to wear your socks, how to wear your stocking. Just like tips that you probably wouldn't think you need until you read it. You're like, oh, I'm happy she told me that. So Global Global Carnivalist is like a great resource. Now, as far as budgeting and trying to figure out what to do. Um, so, and I'll go through like the red tape that I don't like in a second. But you, usually if you're going to carnival, you want to play mass, right? And playing mass is usually Monday and Tuesday on the road. Now, Monday, it's identical to Tuesday, But on Tuesday, you actually wear your costume. So on Monday, you can wear whatever you want. If you want to wear your shorts, you want to wear a string, you want to wear your bathing suit, you're free to do so. It's kind of free for all. Wear whatever you want. Be creative. There are actually um, designers that design specifically for Monday wear. If you want to go that route, they're a little expensive. But if you just want to have fun and relax, just buy a bathing suit. I bought a $20 bathing suit this year. I didn't care. The year before, I went a little crazy and, like, ordered a whole outfit. I'm like, yo, i just wearing this for, like, one day. I didn't see the need. So, you register with the band and you wear whatever you want on Monday, but the band provides the Tuesday outfit. Now, the Tuesday outfit is where you're really going to um, spend your money. So... There, if you watch some of the carnival videos, you'll see some beautiful backpacks. These are like large feathers that are like four or five feet high. Um, and some beautiful costumes with feathers everywhere. And those costumes are going to cost you a lot of money. So if you want that, you're, if you want a look like that because you want to do a carnival experience and do it good, then that is going to cost you mm, maybe between 12 and 2,000 U.S. dollars. Yeah. Yeah. In a cheap. So, (laughs) if you really want to go that route, you can do so. Now, some of those um, costumes, when you register for those frontline costumes, they give you a lot of amenities. I mean, it might just, not be enough <laughs> but they do give you amenities they some of the band front lines they give you shoes you have your own photographer i saw sh- i saw jonathan Manion. i think that's what his name is he's like a photographer for like all the rappers he was on the road with tribe taking pictures of those girls in front line so if you are into that kind of stuff you might you know be interested um they'll give you they might give you a monday where And they give you like, you know, you have an exclusive bar, you have like, you know, extra security and you have your own cart. So it comes with like little bells and whistles. Now, if you don't care for that stuff and you kind of just want to party and look nice, you can get a backline costume, to be honest. And that can run you like five to eight hundred dollars. Just depends on what you want. But to me. If you want, it just depends on what you want. If you want to like really do carnival, go get a front line, and we'll go through registering for that and all. As I said, all the red tape with that, but that's where you. That's where the money is really can be really tricky. Um, so you just have to kind of figure out what your budget is, and like I said, right now I don't think anybody's kind of worried about budgets right now. We're just trying to get through this virus, but we'll talk about budgeting more in the future. But just to give you a heads up as to what you'd have to deal with. Um Now, when it comes to registering for carnival bands and registering for fits, listen. Trinidad, I don't know, man. I, I understand the approach, but it can be very frustrating for a newcomer, for somebody who is just trying carnival for the first time or you're a newbie. It really is confusing and it can be frustrating. And I think it really like deters tourists because you're kind of forced to go through the concierge con- <laughs> concierge. I can't even say that word because oh I'm gonna give you guys some stories about these concierge. Just just wait. Just 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 hold on. Um there can be so much trouble with those concierge as a, new, as a newcomer to Carnival. So registering for the band. So pretty much the biggest band, which is Tribe, the biggest, most sought after band, which is Tribe, which has multiple different bands in there. It's so difficult to register for Tribe because you have to actually have to know a committee member that approves you to get in the band. Yeah, I know. Yeah, because if, if, you're, if you're not accustomed to that, the first time you hear it, you're going to be like, what? And wait, it gets worse. You have to actually create an online portal um, to register for the band and you have to put your picture in there. Now, some people don't really like that because that's something that's done even when you're trying to register for certain events. You put your picture in there because a lot of people feel like they're screening you. Like, hmm, let me see if she looks good enough to be in my band. Let me see if she, hmm, hmm. And people don't really like that. I know me as a Jamaican, um, I was rolling my eyes a million times. But I was open. I said, you know what? This is not Jamaica. And I know we get called out for being snooty sometimes. So you know what? I'm just going to roll with it. Where do I put my picture? All right? (laughs) So honestly, I was not. I was not a fan of it. So I started talking to people and reached out to a couple like carnival, carnivalists, I call them. And they said that a lot of people, um, a lot of bands and a lot of FET um, organizers do that because they're trying to limit the amount of people who are um, scalping tickets. So people will go in and they, for events in particular, they go in and they buy a million tickets only to resell them for like twice the price somewhere else. And that's the people who really want to go don't get tickets. And I understand that. It's not fair. But on the other hand, I'm like, yo, I don't want to add a picture and do all of that. Because to be honest, I have an experience where I honestly felt like, you know, we were being screened. I mean, a friend and I registered for, for an event. And I got through. She didn't register for another event, she got through, I didn't, and we literally, like, registered at the same time. And we're like, hmm, are you guys looking for a certain demographic? Like, it was just very odd how they choose people to get into events, and I think that's what rubs people the wrong way. So that's, like, for the events. For the bands, you definitely have to know somebody who knows somebody to get into, like, the big bands, the most popular bands, you know? But then there are other bands, um, that like Yuma, um, we played with Fantasy in twenty eighteen. There are there they're now defunct, but you know bands like Yuma, Paparazzi, um, Rogue. I believe you're able to register. Just go on the website, play your deposit, and you know do your payment plans online without having to be approved. Now, there are other parties, there are other events that you pretty much just, like, soak a brainwash. You can just go in and try to get a ticket, but good luck, sis. The first time I tried to get a soak a brainwash ticket, hmm. listen, I had two laptops. I was sitting right next to my modem, and I sat there for four hours trying to get four tickets bought. It was hell. So... It can be a little tedious, so find somebody who's been to Carnival before or reach out to Global Carnivalist to get some ideas on when to start looking for tickets. You kind of have to jump in as soon as the tickets are launched. As soon as the bands are launched, you have to try to start getting your, your costumes bought because your sections may sell out and it's just a lot to consider. But like I said, I'm just giving you an overview of how the whole thing works and then we can go into detail you know, at a a later date. Now, let me tell you about Carnival and making sure that even though you you are going to enjoy yourself and you want to make sure you have your costume and you have your fit tickets and you book your flight, please try to make sure that at the top, top, top of your priority list is finding a place to stay. Now, That brings me to some of the concierge, (laughs) the concierge services. So they have so many services popping up right now um, that are offering you a a one-stop shop for registering for your bands, buying tickets, finding a place to stay. These people are telling you, hey, you know, come to us. We can book everything for you. Just pay us the money. Guys, please be careful when you're doing that. So many horror stories about people getting to their accommodation and there's no reservation there. Listen. Oh, no, one me turn over the whole of this entryway at this hotel here. What do you mean I don't have my reservation? Oh, you don't have my reservation, ma'am. What What that mean? What? <laughs> okay, listen. So, try... To book your accommodation. I would say try to get your accommodation first. Try to book a place. These hotels, they book early. A lot of the big hotels, the Hyatt and all of them posh hotels, they are expensive, but they book out like a year in advance. Some of them don't even have rooms listed because people like leave one carnival and book for the next year. So unless you go through a concierge service um, that is reputable, that already has these these rooms booked, you probably won't get a room. Find your accommodation. There's nothing like scrambling for accommodation last minute and then you pay an exorbitant amount or you're in an area that you that's not safe and you're not familiar with and you don't know anybody. Just try to do your research with accommodations, please. Global Carnivalist has a list of a few hotels, you know, guest houses and so on. And don't be afraid to do budget to budget shop when you're looking for places to stay. I mean, try to do your research and look at the reviews to see if it's in a good area, if it's safe. Um, but definitely, definitely, um, try to book early. Um, so your flights, you know, try to get a lot of these things booked early. And when I say early, I mean like maybe six to eight months prior to Carnival. You need to start looking at those things. Or is he going to pay an arm and a leg? So, like I said, I'll go into the details, but I kind of wanted to give you guys a little... I'm not even know. <laughs> I'm having flashbacks. Oh God! So, I my little experience in Carnival this year. So we learned a lot of lessons in 2018. So I came back and I'm like, all right, Mega, just make sure that um. You know we're better prepared. We have our tickets. We know what we're doing. We're not spending money on stupid events that don't make no sense, and we're going organized. Boom, boom, boom. Everything nice. So we registered. We tried to get tickets for this event. It was sold out. But there is this resale platform that is called Finaban, which I will caution people. To um, be very careful how you're buying stuff on that band, and I will give tips in a future episode on how to do your verification and to make sure that you're not being scammed as much as possible. So I went on Final Band, and this 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 um event I really wanted to go. Um, last time I didn't get tickets to go, and I saw this um this person on Final was selling some tickets. So me and my girls we were like, yeah, we want to go. So we bought the tickets for the event. It happened to be a boat ride. So I I was like, yeah, you know, I haven't really been on a boat in Trinidad. It would be nice to see the shoreline. It should be awesome, right? So anyway, it's early in the morning. So we got up like 5 o'clock, reached to the dock, which was at the Hyatt Regency, which is one of the nice, nicest hotels in Trinidad. So I get there. Outside of the dock, there is a beautiful, oh, God, talk about Trini food. We need a whole episode on Caribbean food because I miss it. So, outside of the dock, there is, like, a little marketplace where you can go and get breakfast. So, listen to me. Trinidad breakfast, turn up. All right? I had a bake and sawfish. And the way they do the sawfish, it's not, like, how the Jamaicans do it that is, um, kind of cooked down in like a lot of like tomatoes and oil and stuff it's very dry um and in a bake and a bake is just like a elongated flatter version of a johnny cake listen Mm -mm. anyway that was so delicious and i had some pepper on it and i was ready for the boat so when i got there i saw a little boat parked on the on the the dock so let me say there's a lot of people out here. I don't know if all of us is going to make it on this boat. But, you know, I'm optimistic. I'm having a of food. And I'm like, all right, let me just hang out. So anyway, we all went there and we got our armband. Somebody was outside, you know, giving armbands. And I'm still looking at this boat. Like, it doesn't look safe. And if I don't feel safe on something, I'm just not going to do it. Because I'm not coming to Trinidad. I'm not trying to die in Trinidad, right? So... After about 10 minutes after, you know, after I received the ban and we're all just kind of like waiting, we see the boat move like the boat left the dock. So all of us are looking at each other like, all right, so um, the boat ride supposed to start at 7 o'clock, but now it's like what time now? Eight minutes to eight <laughs> and the boat left. So what we going to do? Right. So we're standing there and in the horizon, I can see like a catamaran coming towards us. And I said, again, I look, the crowd behind me is like at least 400 people, three, 400 people, I'm going to say. And I look at the catamaran and I said, my experience with catamarans, they don't fit that many people. You know, if it if that catamaran fits 100 people, I would be shocked. So anyway, I look at my, my friends and I'm like, yo, we getting on this catamaran if they first, because I'm sure, you know, Coast Guard is there. So they have like a weight limit. So at, at a certain point, they're going to stop people from going on. So anyway, I start like thinking out loud and saying, yo, this doesn't look safe, blah, blah, blah. So this girl approaches me. She, I think she's like the promoter's sister or something. And she's like, please don't leave. Don't worry. We're kind of doing like a shuttle service. But we're going to take you somewhere. And trust me, you're going to enjoy it. Don't worry. So I'm say, "Hmm, shuttle service. Sis, I paid for a boat, a yacht. That's what we paid for what are you talking about she's like don't worry so in my mind I'm like all right so maybe the boat's coming and they're gonna take us to like an island and then they're gonna have the island like set up really nice with food and drinks and something. Like, I can deal with that but I don't really know Trinidad that well so I don't know if that's something that's feasible based on where we are so all right the boat come. We squeeze to the front. We decide we gotta get on it. At least be the first people that get on it. Cause we see the post the Coast Guard pulling up, so like I know they're gonna cut off at a certain point now. So we got on the boat. Of course they did cut off like a few people behind us. And there's like at least 250 people left on the dock. So we say, you know what? I'm just going to enjoy it. You know, the we got on the boat. The boat had drinks and all of that fun stuff. Then Boat take off, and they're like, yeah, we're almost there. I'm like, well, Minnesota Island, so I you don't know going right now. You know, but whatever. But in my mind, I remember a friend of mine telling me that don't ever go on a barge. And what a barge is, I don't know, I don't know if I'm explaining this well, but, you know, the containers, the container ships that carry them big cargo, and they, they stack, like, um like large rectangular boxes of stuff on it and you see them at like the the wharf or something like that well imagine one of those with all the cargo off and it's just like a flatbed trailer but it's a ship so it's anchored in the middle of the of of the water and people party on it it's not moving so it's like super hot and not not safe so of course, to my night you know, to my worst nightmare, it's a freaking barge that we pull up on. I'm like, oh hell no. Of course, we all have to get off. Mind you, they organize and set up the barge really nice. There's drinks there, there's a bathroom, there's food, um the DJ is there and I'm like, yo, I'm going to enjoy myself regardless. But I just don't feel safe out here. We're literally in the middle of nowhere. This thing is not moving. There is no air. It is hot as heck. But I'm going to just try to enjoy myself. Anyway, we're out there. And um now I'm like, what are they going to do with the other people? So then the boat leaves, drops of sauce leaves, the boat comes back maybe like an hour and a half later. Guys, this supposed to start 7 o'clock, you know. This is like probably 9.30. The next boat comes. Coast Guard pulls up right next to the boat and orders the barge not to let anyone else on the boat. So, of course, these people on the other boats are just looking over like, yo, we want our money back. So, the boat leaves and... Apparently, the boat takes a while to get back to the dock, and we are on that barge in the heat, sweltering heat for hours waiting on the boat to come back. The boat didn't reach back until, like, I'm going to say minutes to one. At this point, I'm done with Trinidad. I'm ready to go. Like, I'm just, (sighs) the DJ saw my frustration. He's like, yo, the Jamaicans in the corner, yo, yes. We tired. We need to get off this boat. I'm like, I was so upset. Never again. Suits Trinidad will never get my money again. All right? But anyway, the day worked out, and um, we ended up going to another event. I was a little upset that I was late for that event because of this drama. But anyway, whatever. But, you know, after I got back from but got back to the apartment we were staying and I ended up talking to a few people and seeing a couple posts on some of the drama that was happening to other people. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to give thanks for my experience right now because it could have been worse. I'm happy I got off that barge and we were safe and I can just laugh about it now because that was not funny. So um, I, I saw another post where someone went to Went through a concierge service as I was telling you guys about. Girl pay her money and you know for accommodations for all her fet tickets, um, you know, for a couple maybe transportation, but you know, she paid them a, a hefty amount for her for her um, stay to be seamless. Mama tell you oh girl went to the hotel with her friends. Pulled up with her suitcase, just getting off her flight, you know, walking in like, woohoo, Trinidad, yes, girl, ready. Reach out a counter. I'm sorry, ma'am, but we do not have a, res- a reservation in your name. Hmm? Come again? <laughs> you do not have what? Let me just explain to you how Trinidad is not like a tourist destination like Jamaica. So there's not like a whole lot of hotels in Trinidad, in Port of Spain, let alone a lot of hotel rooms available in Carnival. If you don't have a room on the day you arrive for Carnival, you goose go So she, you know, kind of walked up and she, she's confused now. She's like, wait, what do you mean there's no reservation under my name? No, we don't have any payments from you. Yes, you paid the concierge service, but we have no record that this was ever paid. So now she sits in the lobby. Her friends are there. Suitcase. They they're tired. She's did a connection, connection reach, and she really tired and just need to drop her bags, take some, get some rest, and go to her next event. My girl in at the lobby now for like five hours because she can't. She just you know she's talking to the person who is who is doing the the um who did the concierge service, who did the payments first of all, she couldn't get him then she's talking to them about it, and just a back and forth back and forth, no resolution, no sign of where her money is it's this the hotel fault the hotel is saying they didn't get no money. It's just at this point madness then. Five hours later, mind you, this is like eleven p.m. at night or whatnot. So at this point, there's another event that they already paid for. There's a two hundred US dollar ticket that they already paid for a morning event, and they're out in the lobby trying to get a room. They're like, you know what? We're not going to let this event slide. We're going to actually go to the event when we come back. Hopefully, things are resolved. So they get they go get dressed in the lobby bathroom. They pack up all their stuff in the car, and they head to the morning ju- the morning party Then park enjoy themselves try to forget what just happened leave the party come back out and the car gone yes the car gone this car has passports money like everything in the trunk because they didn't have anywhere to leave it and they weren't going to waste their money that they paid for this event So, of course, imagine the freaking frustration when you go out there. Come to find out the car wasn't stolen. Luckily, the car was towed. So now they had to call, call the tow company, confirm the car is there, get a taxi over to the tow company, pay the money, get in the car, pay the money, get them car, head back to the hotel. Hotel is like, I'm sorry, we can't help you. You can't stay in the lobby any longer, blah, blah, blah. Now she has to make some calls. Luckily, they were able to find a hotel room. And obviously, at this point, they're forking out thousands of dollars for a last-minute hotel room in Trinidad on Carnival Week. Listen. So that concierge company basically took all their money. And this is why I keep saying, like, guys... Just be careful when you're using this concierge. I think Carnival by Candy, which is based out of Jamaica, is the only concierge service that I have actually seen where there haven't been too many negative comments and people have been able to book through them and have their, their fet tickets and everything taken care of without drama. Hearing this other story about this, these two friends who were registering for a band... So I'm always telling people, even bef- before I get to that story, whenever you have a concierge service and they are telling you that they have paid for something, ask for the receipt and confirmation from the hotel or the band or the Fed. Make sure you do your own confirmation that this was being paid. Don't just take their receipt of payment confirm that this hotel is booked, call the hotel, make sure when they tell you it's paid for, you confirm also. If they said it's in their name, you confirm that this person paid it and you ask that the payment be made on behalf of you so that you can track it. These two friends now, registering for an event, um, for a band, sorry. So of course I was telling that the bands can cost. From five hundred, band costume can cost from five hundred up to two thousand dollars, right? So one friend was like, "Hey, I don't really know much about carnival, so can you just book the 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 um costume for me?" She's like, "Yeah, sure." So friend A gave friend B the money to book her costume. Friend B registered was supposed to register for the costume. Both friend A and B reached the Trinidad. Friend A went to pick up her costume with friend B and was told that there's no costume registered to her at the band house. What friend B did is to take friend A money and buy a front line costume for $1,800 rather than buy two back line costumes for them both. You know, say... I am ripping off that costume. When you're done, you look like cock chicken because I am tearing off them feathers right there and then. <laughs> there is, the, we are not going on the road. If you, if I am not going on the road, sis, you not go up on the road either. You can imagine. Always get a receipt. Like if your friends are booking stuff for you, just say, hey, can you just send me the confirmation? If I am booking something for anybody, best believe I, I have sent you an email, I sent you a screenshot, I sent you everything for when it paid because this kind of nonsense, it can be a nightmare. Also, when you are um, trying to purchase tickets on, on these resale platforms like Finaban, you have to be very careful when you're buying tickets. Some of these tickets. Um, t- promoters will sell tickets. Online and then you actually have to put your name in there. To register when you book the ticket. So the ticket will come online. It will say ticket bought by this person. When they're selling tickets. Sometimes they will just go in. They'll take the money and they'll go in. And put your name in there instead of theirs. They'll take a screenshot of it. Send it to you. Charmaine, you have your ticket. Boom. Then. A week or so later, they repost the same ticket, sell it to somebody else, change the name. Now, Kevin, that's yours. So what happens, they have made thousands of dollars off one ticket. And when you get to the venue and you go scan your ticket, it doesn't work because somebody walked in just before you with the first with the ticket. And the first person it scans for, that's it. So you have to just be careful of all of these nuances and scams. And like I said, I will get into that in more detail. But for now, you can always go on Global Carnivalist page to kind of look for some of these, you know, tips and and what to look out for. But guys, I would say Trinidad Carnival is one of the best, most freeing experiences I have had. Um, I know a lot of people, you know, think carnival is really just people shaking their behind and you know it's a bunch of slackness and nobody wants to do this. One thing I didn't see, a couple things I didn't see, and I think, you know, I don't take it for granted. I didn't see any um woman being touched appropriately or any behavior that was I felt <coughs> was kind of like defying anyone. Um it was I didn't see a lot of people like passed out drunk going crazy. Everybody was just enjoying themselves, having fun and that was it. There was no additional um you know drama that I I haven't seen anywhere else. So there are a lot of people that are always concerned. I'm so concerned about wearing a bikini on the road or our guys going to try to touch me. I didn't see any of that. And Trinidad is very The the police and the law enforcement is very clear with communicating that, hey, if you're trying to dance on somebody, be cautious, be courteous, you know, ask, you know, don't just try to grab somebody. They're very clear about that and create a platform that, uh, you know, environment that women can feel safe. Women walking around, you know, feeling free and like they can wear what they want and feeling protected. I never felt unsafe there. Um, of course, I know as with any country, you have to just kind of move with precaution and and you know think about your surroundings. But I never felt like I needed to be because it was just a freeing experience. It's just like a big family on the road. People are talking to you, dancing, laughing that you've never met, never seen in your life. You leave with friends, and it's just like great feel good music and um workout. <laughs> Definitely get your workout in before you go because it's just a long week and the road is long uh, but you don't feel like you're walking for miles because you're you're just it's kind of like with a family and and just enjoying life and celebrating life and celebrating ourselves as as black people and if you're not black you're kind of celebrating with us and celebrating with a country and a a community that kind of um, is very proud of their heritage. And I think if you keep that in mind, it kind of makes the experience even better. So I would I would highly, highly, highly recommend you attend a carnival. Um, but Trinidad Carnival is probably going to be one of the bucket list items that if you really want to experience a true, true, true carnival experience, then that's the place to go. So more to come. More to come on Trinidad Carnival Definitely, guys! I had so much fun recording this, and you know, reliving the moment was so just amazing. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at culture shock with charm and culture shock with charm on Twitter and Facebook. And we can continue the conversation there. Have a great week, everyone. I'm going to try to have more episodes more frequently now that we're quarantined, lockdown now, go nowhere. Um, so that we just can continue being engaged, be safe, um, you know, think about your loved ones, th- help each other, support each other. We're going to get through this together. And we will talk more about Carnival festivities in the next few months. Until then... Take care and have a great week. Bye.